Appendix A of Studies in the Psychology of Sex. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Geller. Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume 2, by Havelock Ellis. Appendix A, Homosexuality Among Tramps, by Josiah Flint. I have made a rather minute study of the tramp class in the United States, England, and Germany, but I know it best in the States. I have lived with the tramps there for eight consecutive months, besides passing numerous shorter periods in their company, and my acquaintance with them is nearly of ten years' standing. My purpose in going among them has been to learn about their life in particular, and outcast life in general. This can only be done by becoming part and parcel of its manifestations. There are two kinds of tramps in the United States, out-of-works and, quote, hobos, unquote. The out-of-works are not genuine vagabonds. They really want work and have no sympathy with the hobos. The latter are the real tramps. They make a business of begging, a very good business, too, and keep at it as a rule to the end of their days. Whiskey and wanderlust, or the love of wandering, are probably the main causes of their existence but many of them are discouraged criminals, men who have tried their hand at crime and find that they lack criminal wit. They become tramps because they find that life, quote, on the road, end quote, comes the nearest to the life they hoped to lead. They have enough talent to do very well as beggars, better, generally speaking, than the men who have reached the road simply as drunkards. They know more about the tricks of the trade and are cleverer in thinking out schemes and stories. All genuine tramps in America are, however, pretty much the same as far as manners and philosophy are concerned, and all are equally welcome at the, quote, hangout, end quote. The class of society from which they are drawn is generally the very lowest of all, but there are some hobos who have come from the very highest, and these latter are frequently as vicious and depraved as their less well-born brethren. Concerning sexual inversion among tramps, there is a great deal to be said, and I cannot attempt to tell all I have heard about it, but merely to give a general account of the matter. Every hobo in the United States knows what, quote, unnatural intercourse, end quote, means, talking about it freely, and, according to my finding, every tenth man practices it and defends his conduct. Boys are the victims of this passion. The tramps gain possession of these boys in various ways. A common method is to stop for a while in some town and gain acquaintance with the slum children. They tell these children all sorts of stories about life, quote, on the road, end quote. How they can ride on the railways for nothing, shoot Indians, and be professionals, professionals. And they choose some boy who specially pleases them. By smiles and flattering caresses, they let him know that the stories are meant for him alone, and before long, if the boy is a suitable subject, he smiles back just as slyly. In time he learns to think that he is the favorite of the tramp, who will take him on his travels, and he begins to plan secret meetings with the man. The tramp, of course, continues to excite his imagination with stories and caresses, and some fine night there is one boy less in the town. On the road, the lad is called a, quote, Prussian, and his protector a, quote, jocker, end quote. The majority of Prussians are between 10 and 15 years of age, but I have known some under 10 and a few over 15. 
each is compelled by hobo law to let his jocker do with him as he will and many i fear learn to enjoy his treatment of them they are also expected to beg in every town they come to any laziness on their part receiving very severe punishment how the act of unnatural intercourse takes place is not entirely clear the hoboes are not agreed from what i have personally observed i should say that it is usually what they call legwork intercrural but sometimes emissio penis in anum the boy in either case lying on his stomach i have heard terrible stories of the physical results to the boy of anal intercourse one evening near cumberland pennsylvania i was an unwilling witness to one of the worst scenes that can be imagined in company with eight hoboes i was in a freight car attached to a slowly moving train a colored boy succeeded in scrambling into the car and when the train was well under way again he was tripped up and seduced to use the hobo euphemism by each of the tramps he made almost no resistance and joked and laughed about the business as if he had expected it this indeed i find to be the general feeling among the boys when they have been thoroughly initiated at first they do not submit and are inclined to run away or fight but the men fondle and pet them and after a while they do not seem to care some of them have told me that they get as much pleasure out of the affair as the jocker does even little fellows under ten have told me this and i have known them to wilfully tempt their jockers to intercourse what the pleasure consists in i cannot say the youngsters themselves describe it as a delightful tickling sensation in the parts involved and this is possibly all that it amounts to among the smallest lads those who have passed the age of puberty seem to be satisfied in pretty much the same way that the men are among the men the practice is decidedly one of passion the majority of them prefer a prussian to a woman and nothing is more severely judged than rape one often reads in the newspapers that a woman has been assaulted by a tramp but the perverted tramp is never the guilty party i believe however that there are a few hoboes who have taken to boys because women are so scarce quote, on the road end quote. for every woman in hoboland there are a hundred men that this disproportion has something to do with the popularity of boys is made clear by the following case in a jail where i was confined for a month during my life in vagabondage i got acquainted with a tramp who had the reputation of being a quote, sod end quote, sodomist one day a woman came to the jail to see her husband who was awaiting trial one of the prisoners said he had known her before she was married and had lived with her the tramp was soon to be discharged and he inquired where the woman lived on learning that she was still approachable he looked her up immediately after his release and succeeded in staying with her for nearly a month he told me later that he enjoyed his life with her much more than his intercourse with boys i asked him why he went with boys at all and he replied cause there ain't women enough if i can't get them i got to have the other it is in jails that one sees the worst side of this perversion in the daytime the prisoners are let out into a long hall and could do much as they please at night they are shut up two and even four in a cell if there are any boys in the crowd they are made use of by all who care to have them if they refuse to submit they are gagged and held down the sheriff seldom knows what goes on and for the boys to say anything to him would be suicidal 
there is a criminal ignorance all over the states concerning the life of these jails and things go on that would be impossible in any well-regulated prison in one of these places i once witnessed the fiercest fight i have ever seen among hoboes a boy was the cause of it two men said they loved him and he seemed to return the affection of both with equal desire a fight with razors was suggested to settle who should have him the men prepared for action while the crowd gathered round to watch they slashed away for over half an hour cutting each other terribly and then their backers stopped them for fear of fatal results the boy was given to the one who was hurt the least jealousy is one of the first things one notices in connection with this passion i have known them to withdraw entirely from the quote, hangout end quote, life simply to be sure that their prussians were not touched by other tramps such attachments frequently last for years and some boys remain with their first jockers until they are quote, emancipated end quote. emancipation means freedom to snare some other boy and make him submit as the other had been obliged to submit when younger as a rule the prussian is freed when he is able to protect himself if he can defend his honor from all who come he is accepted into the class of quote, old stagers end quote, and may do as he likes this is the one reward held out to prussians during their apprenticeship they are told that some day they can have a boy and use him as they have been used thus hoboland is always sure of recruits it is difficult to say how many tramps are sexually inverted it is not even certainly known how many vagabonds there are in the country. I have stated in one of my papers on tramps that, counting the boys, there are between fifty and sixty thousand genuine hoboes in the United States. A vagabond in Texas who saw this statement wrote me that he considered my estimate too low. The newspapers have criticized it as too high, but they are unable to judge. If my figures are, as I believe, at least approximately correct, the sexually perverted tramps may be estimated at between five and six thousand. This includes men and boys. I have been told lately by tramps that the boys are less numerous than they were a few years ago. They say that it is now a risky business to be seen with a boy, and that it is more profitable, as far as begging is concerned, to go without them. Whether this means that the passion is less fierce than it used to be, or that the men find sexual satisfaction among themselves, I cannot say definitely but from what i know of their disinclination to adopt the latter alternative i am inclined to think that the passion may be dying out somewhat i am sure that women are not more numerous quote, on the road end quote, than formerly and that the change if real has not been caused by them so much for my finding in the united states in england where i have also lived with tramps for some time i found very little contrary sexual feeling in germany also excepting in prisons and workhouses it seems very little known among vagabonds there are a few jewish wanderers sometimes peddlers who are said to have boys in their company and i am told that they use them as the hoboes in the united states use their boys but i cannot prove this from personal observation in england i have met a number of male tramps who had no hesitation in declaring their preference for their own sex and particularly for boys but i am bound to say that i have seldom seen them with boys as a rule they were quite alone and they seemed to live chiefly by themselves it is a noteworthy fact that both in england and germany there are a great many women quote, on the road end quote, 
or at all events so near it that intercourse with them is easy and cheap in germany almost every town has its quarter of stottschitze women who sell their bodies for a very small sum they seldom ask over thirty or forty pfennigs for a night which is usually spent in the open air in england it is practically the same thing in all the large cities there are women who are glad to do business for three or four pence and those quote, on the road end quote, for even less the general impression made on me by the sexually perverted men i have met in vagabondage is that they are abnormally masculine in their intercourse with boys they always take the active part the boys have in some cases seemed to me uncommonly feminine but not as a rule in the main they are very much like other lads and i am unable to say whether their liking for the inverted relationship is inborn or acquired that it is however a genuine liking in altogether too many instances i do not in the least doubt as such and all the more because it is such it deserves to be more thoroughly investigated and more reasonably treated josiah flint who wrote the foregoing account of tramp life for the second edition of this volume was well known as author sociologist and tramp he was especially and it would seem by innate temperament the tramp which part he looked to perfection he himself referred to his quote, weasoned face and diminutive form end quote, and felt completely at home in he was thus able to throw much light on the psychology of the tramp and his books such as trampling with tramps are valuable from this point of view his real name was f willard and he was a nephew of miss francis willard he died in chicago in nineteen o seven at the age of thirty-eight shortly after writing a frank and remarkable autobiography i am able to supplement his observations on tramps so far as england is concerned by the following passages from a detailed record sent to me by an english correspondent i am a male invert with complete feminine sexual inclinations different meetings with tramps led me to seek intimacy with them and for about twenty years i have gone on the tramp myself so that i might come in the closest contact with them in england scotland and wales as in the united states there are two classes of tramps those who would work such as harvesters road-makers etc and those who will not work but make tramping a profession among both these classes my experience is that ninety per cent or i even would be bold enough to say one hundred per cent indulge in homosexuality when the opportunity occurs and i do not make any distinction between the two classes there are numerous reasons for this and i will state a few a certain number may prefer normal connection with a female but except for those who tramp in vans and a limited number who have donnas with them women are not available as prostitutes very seldom allow intimacy for quote, love end quote, except when drunk tramps are also afraid of any venereal disease as it means the misery of the lock hospital most of them are sociable and prefer to tramp with a quote, make end quote with this mate with whom he sleeps and rests and boozes when they are in funds sexual intimacy naturally takes place as my experience has been that one of the two is male and the other female in their sexual desires but i have known instances where they have acted both roles 
then male prostitution is to be had for nothing and even occasionally when a tramp meets a quote, toff end quote, it is a means of earning money either fairly or otherwise i have never known a male tramp to refuse satisfaction if i offered a drink or two or a small sum of money one told me that he envied quote, no lords or toffs end quote, as long as he got plenty of quote, booze and buggery end quote. another one who told me that he had been twenty-five years on the road said that he could not endure to sleep alone he was a peddler openly of cheap religious books and secretly of the vilest pamphlets and photographs he had done time and he said the greatest punishment to him was not being able to have a make who would submit to penetration though he was not particular what form the sexual act took another fine young man whom i chanced to meet the very day he had been released from a long sentence in prison for burglary and with whom i passed a night of incessant and almost brutal intimacy said his punishment was seeing men always about him and being unable to have connection with them another and very powerful influence in tramps toward homosexuality is that in the low lodging-houses they are obliged to frequent a single bed is perhaps double to one with a bedmate whom perhaps he has never seen before and especially in hot weather when the rule is nakedness my sexual desires being for the male invert i have come most in contact with them and have found that they form much the larger class among harvesters and seafaring tramps it is seldom you find a quote, dandy end quote, such as i was considered and as such i was eagerly courted and any suggestion of intimacy on my part quickly responded to as regards the use of young boys for homosexual indulgence it is not common as it is too dangerous though i have known boys especially those belonging to vans or gypsies to prostitute themselves always for money on one occasion i saw a boy who created quite an outburst of lust of homosexual nature the incident took place in a small seafaring town in scotland one evening before a fair was to be held it occurred in a low public-house where a number of very rough and mostly drunken men were assembled a blind man came in led by an extremely pretty but effeminate-looking youth of about seventeen wearing a ragged kilt and with bare legs and feet he had long curling fair hair which reached to his shoulders and on it an old bonnet was perched he also wore an old velveteen shooting-jacket all eyes were turned on the pair and they were quickly offered drinks a remark was made by one man that he believed the youth was a lassie the boy said i will show you i am a laddie and pulled up his kilt exposing his genitals and then his posterior boisterous laughter greeted this indecent exposure and suggestion and more drinks were provided the blind man then played his fiddle and the boy danced with frequent recurrences of the same indecencies he was seized kissed and caressed by quite a number of men some of whom endeavoured to masturbate him which he resisted but performed it for them after the closing time came i and about ten or twelve men all occupied the same room the old man continued to play and the youth stark naked continued to dance and suggested we others should do so and an erotic scene took place which was only closed to view by the boss who was present putting out the lamp 
two classes of tramps i have met openly declare their preference for homosexuality they are men who have been in the army and sailors and seafaring men in general it is said that quote, jack has a wife in every port end quote, but i believe from my experience that the wife in many cases is of the male sex and this among those of all nationalities as is the case with soldiers among these also jealousy is more common than among ordinary tramps and if you are dandy to a soldier if you make advances or receive them from a senior trouble is likely to occur between them i could give many instances of my own personal experiences to show that tramps are looked upon by men in the country districts as legitimate complacent and purchasable objects for homosexual lust end of appendix a Recording by Tom Geller, Oberlin, Ohio, TomGeller.com, T-O-M-G-E-L-L-E-R.com.